Woo! I'm back. It's Calmac here for Trackback, the podcast which looks into people's stories from their chosen career profession. We go right back to the beginning on this show. This week we're joined yet again by another TikTok star, Tom Elwes, who also is a stand-up comedian and writer. Look how many strings to this bow that this guy has got. It's ridiculous. Tom talks about how he tries to juggle all of his professions, as well as keeping up with his TikTok work, and how each field has helped him walk up the ladder to success. I wish I could do exactly what he does. It's completely ridiculous. Uh, Tom uh, is a great guy, uh, and I had the pleasure of chatting to him, and he makes me laugh on this, and I think he's going to make you laugh too. Tell us what you thought. Email the team at trackbackpod at yahoo.com and follow us on Instagram at trackbackpod. Uh, so excited to hear from what you guys have to say. But in the meantime, let's get to it. It's Tom Elwes here on Trackback with Cal Mack. Guys, we are back yet again with my guest, uh, Tom Elwes, TikTok star and comedian, um, who does his original sketches and stand-up, by the way, which is really impressive. Mate, you are a man of many wonders, let's be honest. Oh, thank you very much. That's very nice of you to say. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if too many people would agree, but yeah, that's very kind of you to say, mate. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I wish I had the same amount of strings to my bow like you do but you know to be a comedian that must be a hard job you know to come up with all that material it must be so hard to literally write sketch after sketch after sketch but in your case it is pretty fine uh it's i mean it's not all gold i will say that it's not all good uh you know there's there's plenty i've got a a wall if anyone's making sketch content online right now i've got a wall of, of of sketches that are in in private mode because they did not perform so you know it doesn't matter how good a writer you are or how much time you do it not everything you will write will be gold it's impossible to be that good you know what they say though gold always believe in your soul in this case gold <laughs> always believe in those sketches because they're great but tom this is the tiktok trek and um what i do is is that i invite uh, several tiktokers to come on the show to talk about their tiktok uh careers basically um and in your case looking at your numbers you are really doing well on tiktok i mean 28,000 followers with over 755,000 likes how does that make you feel to see that many people looking at your content how does that make me feel? I, I mean, I'm happy. I mean, I was before I was uh, on TikTok. I was a stand-up for many years, and, and you know, the thought of having that many people view your stuff as a stand-up is, you know, you could play a thousand gigs a year and get nothing, not even close to it. So, yeah, very, very happy. You know. So you mentioned you starting off um, in stand-up. So, yep. what was the beginnings in that? What inspired you to get into doing stand-up as you know as a career? What was the as a career? Yeah, and what was the uh, the inspiration behind it. So I was a writer before. So I was, like, I was always trying to wow. write comedy and I always wanted to write and get involved in writing comedy. But the, the comedy industry, obviously, is very competitive uh, and a really good way of people getting to read your script and stuff is if you can sort of take, make them take notice on stage. So that was sort of my, my kind of thinking behind it. It was kind of I couldn't get anyone to read my scripts because I was unsigned. So I was like, OK, I'll do go the stand up route and, and and prove it on stage kind of thing. And then then people will listen to you more kind of thing. And what's it like being on stage in those sort of gigs? How how do you connect with the audience with the stuff that you write? Is there a certain way that a comedian has to try and do that? 
yeah oh man it's it's years and years of practice and 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 doing it over and over you know I was a, I've been a stand-up for over three and a half nearly four years kind of thing before I even touched the social media game I only got into it social media in in the lockdown period so I had three three and a half four years of stage experience behind me before I even got into TikTok so when, when, with regards to, to you know how the material connect it's just you know you you you, you talk about you and your life I think ever you need to be honest that's the that's mm, the, yeah. the, the the starting point and and then and then write jokes write write jokes just in the same way that I write sketches for TikTok that don't work you will write so many jokes that don't work and you know you'll go out on stage and people will stare at you blankly but eventually you'll get some jokes that do work and then you'll put that in your good pile your gold pile so eventually when you do play a big gig You'll, you'll just do the ones you know work kind of thing. Do you notice that every single audience that you stand in front of, they like something different? Do you notice that, that they all have their sort of favourite thing that they like to um, listen to? Oh, oh massively. Like, it, dep- it completely depends on who you're playing to, what kind of audience you are playing to as well, the age of that audience, you know, what part of the country you're in. You know, it's all it's all different. And, you know, you, you know I, I know that I've probably got jokes that I would do to... Uh, working professionals in their 20s that I probably wouldn't do to a retirement home to people in their 70s and 80s kind of thing. So, so you're saying that um, different generations have, you know, their own sort of things. So if you were maybe performing more to younger people, more to older people, um, yeah. how, how does that kind of work for you, though? I mean, what, what do you prefer doing? Because it's kind of, you know, really looking at, content for younger people and content for older people what what do you enjoy more what do i enjoy more um i think it's easier for me to possibly to relate to, to obviously people my own age people in their 20s because that's just because i'm a person in my 20s so obviously that's just going to be the way that it is but there's a fun there's a golden rule in comedy that if it's if it's funny it's funny so like when you've got a really good bit a really good observation a really good joke it will work it doesn't matter who you're playing to it will work you could play you could play to a, a school or an old people's home and it would just work kind of thing so you, you know every, everyone's looking for that gold uh but yeah. there are certain times when you when you will play to you know you are going to cater your sets depending on who you're playing to just because it'd be be mad to go in front of a room full of people in their 70s and talk about tiktok for instance because they probably don't know or care so it's yeah so <laughs> yeah man absolutely yeah. absolutely and with the coronavirus, obviously, um, it, it, it's probably affected a lot of comedians, probably all of them. Um, yeah. What have you done to really overcome that in the lockdown? Have you maybe done a lot of online performances? And if you have, yeah. how has that been um, in difference to actually performing live on stage? Because it is a big difference. So was it weird to maybe do that sort of thing if you did do online um, shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done loads of online gigs. I literally had one the other day. was playing to some... Uh, doing a corporate kind of gig and you're playing to an office of, of people all on their Zooms. Uh, it, it's weird. You're playing to the abyss because of the way that Zoom works. You, you're the only one with your mic on and everyone else is sort of <laughs> muted. So you can sort of see a screen. Like it, it's good if, if they all have their cameras on, it's good. But I, on the one I did last week, about five people opted to have their cameras on. Everyone else like before the gig was like, no, we're not turning our cameras on. So you are really just playing to the abyss and hoping that that internal chat is thumbs up and ha ha and not, oh my God, this is terrible. Please get <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine like if you had your camera off, it'd be kind of thinking, you kind of think, are they actually laughing? Are they laughing yeah. or are they yeah. not laughing? And you just don't know if you've done a good job. So, yeah. you know, but, but if, if they do have the, 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 the camera on, then mm. 
at least you can see, yeah, oh, good, my material's working. I know I could use that maybe next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's good. Like, that, that, that's been nice. The, the, I say the only positive to a Zoom gig is that if it does go badly, you can just shut your laptop and carry on with your life. Whereas if it goes badly in real life and you've had an awful gig, which there's not a stand-up in the world who has not ha- bombed or died a death on stage, that you know, that, that every, everyone every, has got a story. Every comedian, like every single comedian, definitely. It doesn't matter. Everyone's died. It just it's just it's a part of the job, right? You wouldn't do it if you, if, if you, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, so if you die on stage, it's a horrible feeling. It's an awful, awful feeling. You have to come off. You have to walk past everyone you've just bombed in front of. And they are all looking at you like, oh, no. Oh, you know, and it's a really awful thing. However, it, so if you do have a bad Zoom gig, at least you can just shut your laptop and carry on. But that's the it only is, positive to Zoom gig. There's literally, it's more like there'll be a Zoom technological error more than a bad gig. You know, and, mm. and, and then that, that's fine. You don't have to worry about that. But yeah. when you write content as well, do you sometimes have to think about censor, like the word, um, what you're writing to be careful. So maybe that you don't insult maybe anyone. Do you have to be careful when writing sometimes? Of course, of course. I think you have to be careful in all comedy now, whether it's live on stage or whatever. Like everyone's got phones, things are recorded all the time. So yeah, of course you always have to be, delicate i think you have to be aware of who you are and what and what you're representing what when you stand up and what comes out of your mouth kind of thing um and then you know i think i do think you have to be able to take some risks because otherwise we you know you risk comedy being very bland and boring but i i'm not of the the camp that you really have to you know you you can be funny without heavily insulting people it, it can be done <laughs> like, yeah um so you started off in stand-up and you did writing. So what made the transition into TikTok? What was that sort of thing? Why did What made you want to try going on TikTok? Was it because of the rise of the app? Because it did have a, st- a steep rise in 2020 where a lot of people st- started to go on. And a lot of comedians found themselves on TikTok. Were you kind of the same? Did you want to try it out? Because, or maybe increase your following? Because on social yeah. media, there are so many ways to increase your following. Oh, right? Amazing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely. So... Before the um, before the Corona outbreak, I had a friend who had blown up on it, a comedian friend who'd done really well, and he was he was saying oh, I should try it, and I was a bit like, mm, oh, I don't know. And then and then it hit, and then it was just overnight. It was like you know all your gigs, everything you've got planned for the next year gone, just gone. So I was like, right, well, what what can I what can I do? So I downloaded the app, uploaded a few things first few things did okay i think i uploaded bits of stand-up it was a bit of stand-up that did well the first thing you know ended up with like a thousand or so followers and i was like okay well now i've got someone will look at it so then i just started writing sketches basically and then and and putting them out there and eventually i hit something that worked and went from there really so tell us a bit about your different sketches which ones are you most proud of that you've done i think i think the key with like gold content for, for online is if you can get mix stupid character comedy and current affairs and like actually and if you can make those two merge right and and actually come out with a great sketch that's when people really respect it and i think that's when the algorithm itself really respects it and it gets shared the most like that's when you've done something really really good like broad stroke observations you know are good and like obviously they will hit hit the mark you know if you i've done loads but if i i'm most proud of like if i can write something that's to do with current affairs what's going on in the news right now then you feel like oh okay i'm, I'm doing something actually interesting here <laughs> you know it's as well that politics politics 
always gets a lot of views. Anything mm. that involves politics or practically Boris Johnson always gets views oh, yeah, all the time. Um, so is there a genre on TikTok, maybe politics, film, or anything like that, that you've noticed always gains you a lot of new followers? Yeah, yes, yes. I think, I think, I think uh, anything political or anything, just because of the way that the algorithm works and the way that hashtags trend, if if you are if you're doing something current affairsy and a lot of the time that is politics, that's always gonna it's gonna go well, isn't it? Like people just because people are searching that thing online. So you know, when when something big in the news happens, lots of comedians. It's quite interesting to see if all of us will have a take on it. You know, like a sketch take or a funny take, and it's it's always interesting to see whose goes and blows up and and whose doesn't, and that's that's fun. Well, if any TikTok star wanted to do a um. Uh, sketch on today's uh, world affairs. I recommend you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's to all TikTokers because yeah. um, they will yeah. though. They, I promise you, they will. But yeah, they will. No, they no. probably will. They probably oh, will. Almost certainly. Um, almost certainly. So you know, th there's a lot of memes as well on TikTok. Mm. Um, would you count yourself as a guy that likes to experiment with the memes? Yeah, yeah. Meme is a bit of a weird word now. It's, it's like, it, what it's is a, a very meme? strange what meme, is it? Just like, meme yeah, replicated content. What one thing I really don't enjoy about the meme culture is theft. So in the stand-up world, if you steal someone's joke, that's the worst thing you can do. You will be slaughtered for it. You will be ousted from the community. It's so bad. Whereas online, I've I've written and done countless sketches and people will just rip them off and just do them, do them you know, verbatim, word for word and not credit me or anything. And I find myself DMing these people being like, sorry, can you just at least say thanks Tom Elwes for, you know, ripping him off kind of thing. But, but there's, no, there's no such thing as theft online. That's just apparently completely fine. I, I was interested to hear what you had to say about the um, in in the in the in the stand-up world. So yeah. how bad can it get if you steal someone's material? Really bad. Like people, you know, people have lost serious jobs and stuff over it. It's, it's massively. There's there's not many rules in comedy, but one of the one of the only ones is don't steal. Um, you know. Why why do comedians still do it though? Why do they still do it if they know exactly the consequences of what they're doing? I, well, I don't know. It's tough. I, I I don't know is the answer to that question. Uh, sometimes they don't know that they're doing it, but you know, a lot of the time they do, unfortunately. And it's just it's just one of those things. But 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 it is weird with the, with the internet culture because it's almost it's almost um, seen as flattery. People stealing your content online, you know, people people almost feel like you should be happy that they've that they've stolen your content. You're like, yeah, it's so good, I did it. You're like, no, that's not how this works. Like, it frustrates me so much, but it's the way it is. There's, there's, no, there's no stopping it. You just have to sort of take it as a compliment and move on. But do you think there's things that the TikTok community can do to prevent um, uh, sketches and stuff being stolen? Because if, if one sketch completely blows up and then somebody mm. else rips it off, um, I mean, and, and, and people can get abuse from that. Yeah. Now, how can the TikTok community do anything to prevent this sort of thing happening? I, maybe there could be something to do with watermark. I don't even know how you would begin to, because you, it's, a sketch is like a 30 second bit of someone talk, you know, can you copyright the words you say in a sketch? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a legal practitioner. I, could, I couldn't tell you, but <laughs> if, there, if, yeah, yeah. If, if there was, it'd be great. I think it'd be really good because I think the people who work really hard and spend hours and hours writing every day to create these things, 
don't always get as, you know, that, that, that sketch will blow up, but then someone who has like a massive following who just can't be asked will just rip it off and, and you know, get triple the amount of views that the original person. And that's really frustrating. That, that, I don't, I don't, you know, if there was a way that TikTok or, and, and Instagram and all social media companies could sort that out, I would be all for it, but I don't know how you... But it's exactly what you said as well. If, if only they just credited the artist, literally just, just yeah. credited the artist saying, okay, this is their work, then there would be no problem. It's as simple as that. But it's kind of like you hear it all the time on radio as well. If they're playing a song by Lady Gaga, they say, this is a Lady Gaga song. They're not just saying, oh yeah, I'm the one that sang Rain On Me, the new single. You know, this is how good my uh, voice is. But then when they perform on radio, they're literally crap because they can sing and there's not a single tune coming out of their mouth. It's simple as that. Um, and, a, and a bit, I just was, no, no, yeah, a bit, yeah, 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 a bit like music. One of the other things that me and a few other comedians have done in lockdown is we've written for bigger influencers. So we'll write them sketches and we'll give it to them. Really? Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah. So we've just like, I can't name names, but like we, we yeah, we were like a part of it just sort of did it for a few people because we'll, we'll churn out, you know, X amount of sketches a day, you know, we're all constantly writing. Um, and yeah, so we just approached other people and been like, "Hey, well, we can write you some stuff. Like, if if, if you if you think their content is is pretty good and you get a feel for who they are, because you kind of if you're writing for someone, you have to really understand their comedic voice. There'd be yeah. no point in me if I didn't understand their content. Um, and then and then once I've done that, I can sort of understand what their vibe is, and I'll write sketches for people with even bigger profiles than myself kind of thing. But That's... if you keep doing that, that can gain you a bigger, bigger profile. So is that something that you might consider carry on doing? Because that can get your name further and further out there, surely. Well, it can, but obviously you're not, you're, you know, the sketch, once you've written it and given to them, a bit like music, like Lady Gaga doesn't write all her songs, you know. That's true. So is, this, you, is, you don't know who writes Lady Gaga songs, but you know Lady Gaga kind of thing. So it's more, it's more, it's more been a, a, a way of uh, financially supporting myself during this lockdown period than then. Yeah, that does sound amazing. What you're, what you're doing there. Um, and do you find the TikTok community quite? Let's go the TikTok community hmm. and the overall stand-up community. Is hmm. it supportive? Do they? Does everyone help each other with maybe ideas and and stuff like that, or maybe compliment you on? wow, this is great writing or this is great material here and we really like it. Is, there, is it that supportive? Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I think if it's good, I think if it's good material, both in stand-up and in TikTok, people will appreciate it and be like, this is great. Like, I really, this is, you've done a good thing here. Um, or if you do something that people deem, you know, interesting, whatever. Yeah, pe- people, people are generally supportive if you're making good stuff. Equally, I think they're just... That both the stand-up community and the TikTok community are, if you make something that is bad, the first one's to crucify you and, and you know, just absolutely tear you to shreds. But that's, that's the internet, isn't it? And finally, uh, Tom, where exactly do you want this journey to go? What are your plans for after the lockdown? Where exactly do you want to see yourself going with all of this? Well, I, I definitely want to keep up social media and doing social media. So I think I will... Um, keep that up as, as an avenue as well and and but then get back to doing live stuff and hopefully hopefully fingers crossed some people off of social media will come out and see me live when i go around the country doing some shows please come to cumbria then i, I will, will i will um, do yeah, and yeah I, I will be the first one to be there uh definitely um <laughs> one of your shows and finally wh- where can people find um your tiktok and stuff like that if, is there any links that you would want to say for the um viewers that will be listening into this week's episode of the yeah, weekly chat we like to find your work yeah, just uh, uh, my at handles are both for Instagram and TikTok are at Tom Elwes. That's E L W E S Elwes. 
Um, yeah, I love uh, that name, that's L Wes. Yeah, Wes. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit with a Z on the end, but an S. Yeah, L Wes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, please uh, just follow me uh, on both Instagram and uh, and TikTok if you have it. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll be posting live dates when I know if I can do them. <laughs> Please, guys, you hear it straight from Tom. Please look at his work. Give him support because he is a very talented person. Uh, Tom, I want to thank you so much for appearing on um, uh, this week's show. And for the viewers that will be listening into this um, episode with Tom Elwes, then all you have to do is go on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts as well. And, of course, the many other TikTokers that I will be getting on the show um, to continue my TikTok trek. But, Tom, thank you so much for taking your time on the show. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Have a good one, my friend.